that's a fantastic segue for us, uh, for us, Keith, because what I'd love to do in our next portion here is to really unpack the coaching conversation for managers who may still think, you know what, it's much easier for me to just tell them what to do or easier for me to solve the problem for them. And I'd love for them kind of listening into you. And I know there are some videos of you actually really demonstrating how that happens. And I would love for people to go on YouTube and watch some of those examples because I think that's phenomenal that you've done some of these interviews. These are live coaching interviews. And I have an observation was shared with the audience, but I want you, what I'd like you to first to kind of take them through. Here's, if you were to sit with me, here's what I would advise you, the mindset walking into that coaching conversation, and then how do you manage it? And what do you resist? There are some things that a manager needs to resist. And I would love for you to tell them. Okay, so you just triple dipped on me there. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. three awesome questions. Yeah. So if I get a senior moment because I'm getting old, <laughs> just remind me if I forget to answer it, okay? Absolutely. So uh, let's start off with the first one, um, the coaching conversation. Yes. There's, and, and so we'll talk strategy and then we'll talk intergame because I think that's what you asked. Yeah, exactly, yes. So strategy-wise, there's a few things that need to happen. And, and again, I, I wish we had four hours for this, but at, at a very high-level view, people need a coaching framework. Now, I've created a framework called the Leads Coaching Framework, L-E-A-D-S. It's in my book, Coaching Salespeople into Sales Champions. The revised version is going to be in my next book, but it's a framework. It gives people the structure and the questions to help navigate a coaching conversation. Yes. So there's the framework. And that framework has been adopted. uh, You know, I was just talking to my... uh, uh, chief, chief, uh, chief client officer. Yeah. And he was looking at our stats and he was saying, Keith, I think maybe like 25 to 3000, um, fortune 5,000 companies are using your framework. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. Wait till they see the new one. Yeah. And yeah. so, so, so what that does is it doesn't allow the manager to go all over the place. So managers tell me, Keith, you know, your framework makes sense. It's logical. You know, first I need to learn what's going on. What's their, what's their intention? Then I need to enroll them. Are they open to being coached? Yes. Then I need to assess. So what's going on? What are the facts? Because again, if managers don't do this, they're, they're assuming. So you're either assessing by asking questions or you're making some wicked costly assumptions. Yes. Okay? Yes. So L E A assess d discuss d is about getting to the why so a is about what's going on d is about why is this happening what's the root cause and the last part is support and support you know i always apologize to managers the s doesn't stand for giving a solution right it stands for support and support is about turning to that person and pulling out the solution from them rather than telling them what to do yes it could sound as simple as so ash what's your opinion on how to move forward here Right. And then it's from there. Hey, okay. So what are your action steps? Um, when should we reconnect to discuss how that turned out? How can I be a better coach for you next time? So those last few questions, again, builds that momentum to the next coaching session, builds the accountability of what the salesperson's willing to commit to, and also allows me to take the pulse of my coaching because everyone's an individual and everyone wants to be coached a little differently. Exactly. So that, that framework really helps managers um, grasp on to the fundamentals of coaching and then ultimately they could build on it. So a quick analogy is it doesn't matter 
what sport you play. So take, take soccer. Uh, the greatest athletes in the world, if they're soccer players, every soccer player first learns the fundamentals. Yes. The baseline, best practices. Yes. But from there, as they grow as a player, they develop their own style. Yes, that's true. What I tell managers is, listen, this is the baseline. You need this. These are the best practices. From here, you're going to start making a shift from coaching from your head because it's new right. to shifting to coaching from your heart. And heart-centered coaching is the most powerful coaching you can do because now it's part of your DNA. It's just who you are and how you show up. Absolutely. And, and how do you, again, kind of going back to how we started the conversation, this whole idea about coaching in their own image, I think, and to your point, assumptions is a big, is a big topic you talk about. How do they manage against both of those items? I think it's, it's, a, it's a big part of what you, what you, what you preach. It's, it's uh, assumptions is one of my favorite topics uh, yeah. because people don't realize how many hundreds of assumptions they're making every single day. Yes. So I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Um, working with uh, one client in particular, I'm thinking about, uh, he told me during, during the, my two-day leadership program, he said, Keith, and pretty much is the same comment to managers. I can't even ask the question, how many of you do observation? Because when I ask that question, everyone goes like this. <laughs> so I have to change the question to, does everyone agree they could be doing more observation? And of course, then every hand goes up. Everybody is the hand, yeah. So I remember this one manager, uh, he said, Keith, I went out, I observed my direct report, and if I was to be honest, I, I haven't done it before. He's been on my team for three years. Yes. Hasn't been the greatest performer, which is why I wanted to go out and see how he's working with customers and how he's selling and positioning himself. So I go out there, and uh, I try to do my best not to jump in, and we leave the meeting, and I turned to him, and I said, now I understand why you're not going to hit your numbers this quarter. Interesting. So number one, you think the salesperson's ever going to go ride with their manager again or go on a sales call with them? No, the manager just made them wrong. Yes. And the, and the interesting thing about this is it's not the salesperson's fault. Uh, it's the manager's fault. Yeah, you said for three years. Yeah. I mean – I, it, it always blows my mind when I'm sitting with managers and I say, who is 100% accountable for the success and failure of your team? And managers will say, well, Keith, you know, it's not 100%. It's kind of like 50-50 or 60-40 or No, it's 100%. Yeah. You are 100% accountable for the success and failure of your team. Yeah. So as a manager, I, I don't, well, now I do understand because that is the fundamental principle, but it's always amazing to me how managers would share with me, I'm so frustrated with this one person on my team. Yeah. You know, they're just not getting it. They're not doing it. They're not engaging in the activity, you know, and, and it's making me crazy. So we have these conversations and it just gets heated and it gets into an argument and, and nothing gets done. And the manager's getting mad at their salesperson. Yeah. And, I'm, and I stop the manager and say, well, wait a second. Yeah. Why do you think that salesperson is in the position they are in the first place? Correct. Yeah. Look in the mirror. Yeah. Abrogation of duty. <laughs> and the manager's like, well, uh, gee, I guess if I observe them more yeah. consistently, coach them more effectively, spend more time with them, I would be able to uncover the gaps in the developmental opportunities, which then I could support them so that I'm not shocked when I go out there and realize, oh my God, they don't even know how to sell. Yes. Manager's fault. But the, that's good news. 
because it's in their power to change it. Absolutely. And, and let's kind of turn it around slightly and empathize with that manager mm -hmm. and maybe then give them some tips on because coaching, coaching, it takes a lot of energy to your point, right? There's a lot of, there are a lot of systematic steps they need to take the observation. Initially, absolutely, initially. Yeah. To, to your point you said before, Ash, it's sort of like if you're right-handed, yes. I'm tying your right hand behind your back and forcing you to write left-handed. Right. It's going right. to feel really uncomfortable for a while Yes. until it becomes part of you. Exactly, exactly. So I think it, this is terrific, and, and, and what we'll do in the next section is we'll actually talk a bit more about how you work with clients. So... Um, so let's definitely kind of jump into sort of the last portion of our conversation today. It's been amazing, Keith. Thank you for being here. And for everybody watching, we're talking with Keith Rosen, an expert on sales coaching. And Keith, I'd love for us to tell the audience about Coach Quest. I know there's a book coming with the same title. What's the inspiration behind Coach Quest and the new point of view you have for people who are coaching their sales teams? Thanks. Oh, great. And I hope we, did we answer those other three questions you hit me? I think there was an inner game that we talked about. Yes. Remind me to talk about detaching from the outcome. Yes. Because I think you asked me, what does a manager need to prepare in his, in their mindset as well? So if you could just remember that, Ash, because I might have a senior moment and forget. Exactly. Sure. But in your, in your last, in your last question, um, can you just ask me that in a different way again? Oh, sure. I mean, the, the point of view you have in Coach Quest, I, I definitely see that there is an evolution, even from the time you spoke at Salesforce and a number of other your, your conversation. I think now there's a conscious decision in your mind around Coach Quest and even the whole sales approach, which I'd love Perfect. to unveil to people because it's very intriguing to me. Perfect. Thank you, Ash. Having been doing this for 30 years now and actually creating the niche of executive sales coaching and leadership coach development yes. uh, and we'll talk about the seller coach in a few minutes uh having done this for 30 years and working you know my marketing manager and this was a conversation we had a couple of years ago you know he said keith you know you're 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 continually creating new content you're, you know the company's continually evolving it's like you know what's next and i said i said to him i said you know it's it's my continued quest and I stopped and I went into my memory bank and I said, wait a second. Yeah. I think I own a domain with that name in it. Let me go back of the thousand domains I own. Don't yeah. get me started. It's yeah. a problem for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and see, and I went back and 10, I think it was over 10 years ago. Yes. I reserved coachquest.com. Yes. And I go back and I look at this and I said, this is, this is how we're rebranding profit builders. Wow. Coach Quest, and it's the evolution of my company because we are not a training company, as I said earlier. You know, we're a transformation company. Yeah. We transform companies. We transform organizations. We transform cultures. And if I could just give a quick distinction of why I use that word transform, yes, it's the difference between changing and transforming. Mm. When people change, they're just changing what they do. If you look this up, this is actually the definition. Yeah. Change is changing what you do. Yeah. If you look up the word transform, it's you're changing what you do, but you're also changing who you are yeah. and how you think. The whole being. And that whole holistic being, yeah. that whole process of transformation is what creates, you know, the next generation of, you know, champions. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's really been the motivation for this book. And for me, it's, it's this amazing quest and journey that I've been on that I invite everyone to, to come along with me. If, if you have a quest, a desire to better your best, to, to develop your team, to be the greatest leader or, or sales leader you can be, that's your quest. Yes. And it happens through coaching. So it was just a perfect combination. Absolutely. And uh, we've launched it this year. So really excited about it. 